What up, world? Your past first point guard and trail Blazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every single day. It's coming at you five days a week, every single weekday. So make it a part of your daily routine and make it your first listen every single day. We got a fun show for you today. Uh, free agency hasn't started, but it's already started. That's the beauty of the NBA is that they have a built-in tampering period. And yet teams still agree to contracts way before it even starts because... The rules are for jumps. They're for jumps, I tell you. So a couple contracts that I think that were agreed to today, uh, one signed because like legally it can be signed, the other one that's coming in the opening minutes of the moratorium. We already know about it. 48 hours before it starts. Um, before <laughs> 48 hours before you can start negotiating, we already know something that's going to be agreed to. Um, it's quite a, quite a world uh, here in the National Basketball Association. I don't know exactly how I feel about it, but a couple deals, and I want to talk about what they mean, the implications that these deals that we know that are signed, what they might mean for the Trailblazers. And let's start with a big one. And I mean big, like big, like like really, really just a a great deal of money, a ninth digit, uh, $110 million. (laughs) Jalen Brunson, reportedly, uh, sets, I believe his news first broken by uh, Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, although uh, Mark Stein at his, on his newsletter on Substack first reported that Brunson to the Knicks was a pretty much a done deal, uh, but the finances first reported by Chris Haynes. And then it was made even more official today when the New York Knicks traded Alec Burks and Erlens Noel to the Detroit Pistons to clear even more cap space. And so what are the Knicks going to do in the opening minutes of free agency? They're going to back up that Brinks truck and they're going to give Jalen Brunson four years, $110 million. Good for Jalen Brunson. <laughs> like, good good for you, dog, to make $27 million a year in this league. Tight. A second round pick in 2018 about to sign his, his, his you know, enter free agency for the first time and sign a $110 million contract. Props to you, my boy. Uh, first of all, it's like one of the, we're going to talk about contracts a bunch over the next week on this podcast, and I'm going to refrain from using the word worth. Worth doesn't mean anything to me. What's Jalen Brunson worth? Well, the Knicks like cleared all this cap space and gave him $110 million. That's what he's worth. But like, it's more like, does Jalen Brunson have value at $27 million? Probably not. Like, uh, he's probably, he probably can't perform up to that contract, but he's, he's good. And he was really good in the playoffs. In fact, this, this season, he averaged 16.3 points, 3.9 rebounds and 4.8 assists. And he slashed 50, 37, 84, uh, slash would be your field goal percentage shot 50% from the floor, 37% from three and 84% from the free throw line. And then he went nuts in the yoffs got to the playoffs, and your boy went bonkers. Averaged 21.6 points, 4.6 boards, and 3.7 assists. 46, 35, 80 on your slash line there. And he had just some monster games. Uh, Down 1-0 with Luka Doncic injured at, at home, the sort of the chance to survive lays it on, lays it on the Jazz. 41, 8 and 5. 
as as the guy on a playoff team in a, in a game you just basically got to win. He went ahead and did it 41-8-5, a monster night. Uh, he had 24 in Game 7 when they closed out the Suns and that absolute beatdown. He had 31 in Game 2 against, in the Western Conference Finals in Game 2 against the Warriors when the, that was as, as you know, as close as really Dallas got to um, to, to winning one in, in, in San Francisco. Um, that was, it, it seems like that was it. Um it seemed like they had a had a chance there, and, and Jalen Brunson was re, was really good in that game. And he gets four for one ten, a guy who averaged sixteen four and five. And you might be asking yourself, didn't Anthony Simons have better stats than that? Yeah, dog, <laughs> he did. Ant last year, 17.3 points, 2.6 boards, 3.9 assists. You know, fewer, way fewer rebounds and fewer assists. 40, 44% from the floor, 40, 40.5, 41% from three, and 89% from the free throw line. Uh, Ant's not as good at getting to the rim or getting inside, driving. Like, Jalen's a better driver, pull-up pull up artist. Ant's a better shooter. Um, Brunson is a better defensive player. They're pretty comparable just in counting stats alone. The argument you're really making here is that Jalen Brunson has just been a lot more productive than Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons isn't going to make no 4 for 110 in the open market. In fact, we've been saying here on this podcast, and I don't even want to claim this as like, I knew it or whatever, because all of you have been saying this. The guess for Anthony Simons has been 4 for 80 because that's $20 million a year. And we think like Anthony Simons looks like a dude who's about to make $20 million. Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype reported earlier this week that that's the guess. The go- That is the assumption, according to league sources, that the Blazers are going to agree to a contract with Anthony Simons somewhere in the range of 4 for $80 million. Duh. <laughs> Every fa- every fan with a Twitter account has known that that's like roughly the Amphrey Simons range. Um, you know, his max is up there in that 115 range. Um, he's not going to get that. He's not going to make as much money as, as Brunson just because the lack of productivity. I think in some ways Jalen Brunson is going to set the high water mark for a guard who changes teams this summer. Uh, you know, James Harden is going to sign a contract extension with the Sixers, it's going to be very, very big. Uh, Zach Levine's probably going to re-sign with the uh, with the Chicago Bulls for a whole bunch of money. I think uh, I think Bradley Beal is about to cash the hell in 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 Washington and make a whole bunch of money signing with the Wizards. So I don't mean to say that this is the high water mark for contracts, but the high water mark for for a guard changing teams in a free agent class is not particularly good. And Brunson was at the top of that class, four for one ten. So I think it sets kind of that. Um, it sets the expectation that every time is not going to make more money than that. Could every time it's used this leverage to say, well, you were going to, you know, four for 80 is what we talked about, but like, look at my, look at my dude over in Madison Square Garden. Do you think that, um, you know, I haven't been as productive as Brunson yet in my career, but is it, are you willing to bet that me, your boy Ant, could be better over the next four years than Brunson? Maybe bump that up to, you know, four for 90, four for 85. Um, I, I think that's uh, totally reasonable. I think in some ways Brunson sets the market for Anthony Simons. Um, not like that Ant is going to, Ant's people are going to be like, hey, Ant is, Anthony Simons is better than Jalen Brunson because like better is maybe eyes of the beholder. I think Brunson's better. It's just more, it just production wise. Um, Anthony Simons had a crazy final 32 games of the regular season where he looked fantastic, but it's 32 games. Um, It's not several years and it's not the playoff high leverage ace production that we've seen. Ant hasn't been very good in the playoffs, period. Um, Didn't get much opportunity. And then when he had some chances, didn't seize them. 
then he went when he got good he got great that's the thing with Ant when he got when it clicked for him it clicked really loudly um, and I think Ambry Simons is has a chance to outperform his contract like if he signs four for eighty and you know comparable players are making twenty seven million dollars like Ant will Ant will be better than his contract which bummer for bummer for your boy Anthony it's better to be overpaid than underrated but um it's uh it is um you know it's it's good good business for the Blazers that Ant has a potential to get there and it's I think Brunson helps us sort of gauge that but he's not the only one who agreed to a contract uh this week on Tuesday uh this is you're listening to Wednesday June 29th show but I'm talking on Tuesday another contract that was signed that kind of will help set the market for use of Nurkic let's talk about Avicii Zubac and what it means for the Bosnian beast here in Portland. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Sakara. Sakara is the company that is anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic ready-to-eat meal delivery program and their functional wellness essentials. They got nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients that are help that will help boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, all of that is delivered directly to your door. And right now, Sakara is offering my listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter the code locked on 20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S A K A R A.com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash locked on 20. All right. Jalen Brunson's getting paid. Every time he's going to get paid later this week. Uh, Thursday, every time he's going to agree to a big old contract. It's not going to be $110 million, but I think I think Brunson's, Brunson is setting a, a bar that Anthony Simons can at least point to and say, hey, 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 look at that. There's another bar that's coming up here as I smack my microphone here. <laughs> if you're listening on the podcast, apologies. And if you're watching on YouTube, that's just me talking with my hands. Uh, but if... Uh, there's another bar that was set this week when Avita Zubac, Clippers center, agreed to a contract extension for he had a player option for about seven million bucks. The um, the Clippers declined that contract or declined that player option, then immediately signed him to a three year extension, three years, thirty three million dollars for Zoo Zublaka. Um, I like Zoo. I think he's good. He averaged 10.3 points, 8.5 boards, and 1.6 assists last year. He just wasn't a big minute guy. Like, um, and in some ways to no fault of his own. The Clippers just don't want to play a whole bunch of minutes with a traditional center. They like to go small and funky and weird. Um, they had Isaiah Hartenstein who played some backup minutes. Uh, eventually they had Robert Covington who played some of those backup minutes. They played some weird, you know, Marcus Morris at the five stuff. Like they, they were, they're a funky team that does funky stuff. They love that lineup versatility. Um, Zoo's you know, per 36 in advance numbers suggest that he's like maybe a little better than his box score numbers, but his box score numbers are what they are. They're 10 and eight. That's making him 11 million bucks. Um, I think in some ways, the way that the Brunson sets maybe a ceiling for Anthony Simons, a ceiling he's not going to get to, but a ceiling for Anthony Simons' payday. I think Zoo sets the floor for Yusuf Nurkic's payday. One, Yusuf Nurkic is already making more money than this, and he's earned himself a raise. He's paid, paid himself, maybe not a big big old raise, um, but a raise nonetheless. Uh, let's like get this out of the way. If I had to guess, 
I bet Nurk signs four for 60. I'm choosing round numbers. Four for 80 for Nurk, or four for 80 for Ant, four for 60 for, for Nurk. That's a guess. But centers are just less valued in the league at, at this exact moment. Um, I think if they'd been, if we had been, if entering a similar summer following the Suns Bucks playoff series, like big guys are really valuable. Look how good DeAndre Ayton was for the Suns during their championship run or their, you know, finals run. And look how good uh, Brooke Lopez was. Like, wow, it's so important to have big centers. Look how good Bobby Portis was. All this like... And then it changes, and now it's like, look, everyone must be 6'8". And it's a Wings League, and everyone knows it. It's true. It was a Wings League even when the the Bucks won the championship. They just happen to have the craziest wing that's maybe ever played the sport in Giannis Antetokounmpo. But... I, I I do think in general right now at this like exact juncture in the world, um, there is less value in the NBA on centers. And so I think Zubac, Zubac got this good money for him. You know, the average annual value of 11 million bucks, some, some job security and $30 million. Like tight, tight. Good job if you can get it. That's the floor for Nurk. Nurk, Nurk's last contract was four for 48, flat $12 million a year. He's earned a little bit of a raise. Like I said, four for 60 is what I would guess he's at right at that 15 million bucks. That would be my guess. Uh, Nurk's counting stats are better than Zeus, right? Uh, Nurk's averaging 15, average last season, 15, 11 and, and 2.8 assists. Like he's a much better passer, much, much better passer. Um, he's probably has a little more juice in the post. Although when the Blazers were whole, you don't see a lot of Yusuf Nurkic post up action. We'll see if that happens next season, but we did not see it when they were whole. We only saw it when they were extremely depleted. Uh, and, uh, and Nurk's, but they're, they're pretty comparable defensively for my money. Like I, I, I don't think, I, like, I think I, I get in trouble whenever I compare players. Everyone gets mad at me. But, like, I, I, Nurk is better than Nabit Subac. I, I, I'm very com- confident in that. I just don't think he's, like, way, way, way better. I think they're in a similar tier. They're a similar tier of of decent but not the elite centers. Um, Nurk's also just gigantic. And being gigantic, really valuable. Um, it's It helps it helps that he is just so freaking big. But Zoo is 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 good and thirty and you know eleven million dollars annually is 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 a good deal. I think Nurk makes like fifteen, and I wonder in this market where there are so few good bigs out there who will actually hit free agency. And Zubac had a player option; he never even hit free agency. He just he agreed to this before things started, and I believe he's inked on the dotted line. Like I, I think the the he's signed because of the rules allow an extension to be to go ahead and be signed as opposed to him hitting free agency. He's signing extension with incumbent team. Nurk can get more money by going into free agency than signing an extension. So he's going to hit free agency and he's going to come back to the Blazers. Like simple as that. Um, the, the sort of other things that they were going, the other, the other ways that the Blazers were going to go about things, they didn't, the they didn't choose those paths. So the path, every, you know, Nurk's coming back. That's that's how this is that's how this is gonna work. And 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 obviously Nurk's probably known he was coming back unless something very strange happened for many, many for a for a long time. Uh for since basically the all-star break. Uh but I think the Zubach contract is like I think the Zubach contract is the floor. The DeAndre Ayton's gonna sign a max contract or darn near close to it. And that's that'll be um kind of what's what sets that. Uh but there's other guys out there, the sort of Mo Bombas, Montrez Harrells, Bobby Portis's of the world, that will also help kind of set Nurk's um Nurk's like whatever competitive market. But I think Yusuf Nurkic has a chance to be the highest paid center in free agency, not named DeAndre Ayton. 
I think there's a really good chance that in this market for how centers are valued and all these things that I think Yusuf Nurkic making like 15, 16 million dollars a year is um, about as about uh, like he, he might make the most money average annual value than of any other center on the market. And I think you just, you know, you look at Zubac, you know, that's a pretty good player. He's only getting 11. So like the floor, you know, for non-defensive centers, like someone like Montrez Harrell, it's like, well, not gonna pay him a whole bunch of money. Uh, Bobby Portis, like he's, you know, it'll be curious to see what he makes. I think Portis is pretty good. Um, I'm a believer, but it's be curious to see what he makes. I, I don't think Bobby Porter's going to make $18 million a year. I think he's more in that like 12 to 15 range as well. So it'll be really curious. And I think Nurk has a chance to be the highest, um, the highest paid center. One like little quirk, um, it might make sense for the Blazers to um, front load Nurk's contract and pay him the most money in the first couple years with descending. Uh, like you can add, it can be, there's steps in contracts, like it's 8% raises. So it could be 8% is what the Blazers can offer him. So they could make it, you know, bump it up as high as possible. And then have it decline. I think that could make more sense for both parties because you get the best of Nurk and pay him the most when he's at his peak, and then the contract gets cheaper over time. We'll see if the Blazers do that. Like I haven't heard any whispers of that or anything like that. But I just um, when I'm considering the future of Yusuf Nurkic and giving him a long-term deal, that to me makes um, could potentially make sense for both parties uh, for for a variety uh, for a variety of reasons. What I want to talk about to close the show in the third segment is the more I kind of like squint and look at the NBA horizon, I don't think the Blazers are going to be involved in a straight across trade. If the Blazers are going to get involved in the madness that might ensue over the next 10 days, I think they're going to be a facilitator type team. I want to talk about why... I think they might be a facilitator type team in the third segment to close this show. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. They got more props, more odds, more lines than ever before. And you can bet on any action you want. You can already place NBA futures bets. You can bet on you can bet on who wins the NBA title right now. Well, let me tell you, you are not, you are. You're not going to get particularly short odds on the Blazers. If you're looking at a long odds team, the Blazers are, you know, uh, uh, in the bottom of the pack, uh, towards the bottom of the pack. You can, you can, um, you know, they're not, they're not the true bottom, but they're, they're, they're below the, below the Mendoza line. Uh, if you don't want to bet on the NBA futures, you can bet on everything else that's happening in the sports world. That's the MLS, that's the NWSL, that's boxing, that's MMA, that's tennis, that's golf, whatever it is, you're going to find it on Bet Online. So don't wait. Take advantage of this offer today. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. We talked about Jalen Brunson getting paid and what it means for Amphrey Simons. We talked about Zubac getting paid and what it means for the Bosnian beast Yusuf Nurkic. On the eve of free agency beginning, and it's already begun because the league doesn't even follow its own rules because the NBA is a mess. <laughs> I mean that as a compliment because I find it entertaining, but also like I, an insult. The NBA is a mess. Get it together. Have... have have anyone follow the rules you have in place. There's a week-long tampering period, and teams are already agreeing to contracts 48 hours beforehand. Come on! Just chill. Good on the reporters for getting it out there. If you know, you know. It's, uh, props to Chris Haynes and Mark Stein for, getting on the, getting, for breaking this news. But when I squint and I look at the mess that's going to happen, there aren't 
um, there aren't big fish in free agency. There just there aren't big fish in free agency. It's not it's not that type of year. Like I said, Yusuf Nurkic might be the best center on the market. Like the straight up, like the best unrestricted free agent center on the market. Um, I think you could make a very compelling case for that. Um, I think it would be harder to make a case that he's not. Uh, but sure, um, th- th- you can. I, I believe in you. But when I squint and see, you know, not a lot of teams with cap space and not a lot of te- and not a lot of free agents worth creating cap space for, I think the I think the moves that are coming from teams that are trying to make moves are going to come via trades. Uh, you look at the Dallas Mavericks. They don't really have cap space. They, they straight up don't have cap space. They don't have money to replace Jalen Brunson. So if they're going to look to make, uh, to replace his production in the backcourt, they're either praying for Spencer Dinwiddie to be a little more consistent than he's been ever in his career, or they're going to be in the trade market and try to trade, you know, um, you know whatever they have in the back half of the rotation. And they're pretty thin, quite frankly. But like, you know, they're going to be active in the trade market. Uh, some other reported deals, you know, John Wall is has uh, the the Houston Rockets have announced this. It's official. They have bought out John Wall. He's given back some money on his forty seven million dollar contract, and he's but he's they're buying him out, and he's going to enter free agency. And it's been reported that he's going to sign with the Clippers. So it's also been reported that by Andrew Greif of the Los Angeles Times that um, Greif's been on it. Shout out to Coos County legend. Uh, that that the that the Clippers are likely to re-sign Nicholas Batum, uh, a free agent that a lot of Blazers fans are pining after because he's um, fun nostalgia and a good basketball player, and when those two things meet, couldn't could not possibly be better. But you know the Clippers now their roster is getting a little crowded. They'll have thirteen with Batum, fourteen with uh, you know they signed a, they with a rookie draft pick Diabate, but it's. You know, if he's a two-way player, thirteen, and they still need a, they still need another backup center, and and um, fourteen. So like, they might be a team that moves parts. They have a ton of a ton of money locked up in like so the middle of that rotation with Reggie Jackson, who I don't think they'll trade because they desperately need point guards, or Marcus Morris, who in April Andrew Greif reported that was widely expected to be traded. So you know, you're looking at you're looking at teams make these additions. What's Dallas going to do now to upgrade this roster? What are the Clippers going to do now? They're out adding John Wall. They've kind of addressed their like, do they need another point guard thing? Uh, they still need a center. So where does that leave the Blazers? It leaves the Blazers looking at teams like the the, the Lakers who had uh, Russell Westbrook opt in, and then the the Nets who had uh, Kyrie Irving opt in. Like all of these teams are, you know, this the sort of big free agent f- f- sign and trade f- uh, frenzy bonanza, whatever whatever you want to call it. Like it hasn't materialized. So it's going to be teams kind of like moving around the margins and moving some money around and the and the Blazers because they don't have really sexy stuff to trade. Like their sexiest trade piece is Nazir Little, who I think's good. Like I I'm, obviously I'm a, a Tarta legend, right? But I don't know like that Nas has a t- like this like a great deal of trade value on the open market, right? Like he just doesn't have a ton of like production to to point to in the league. Justice Winslow is like not, is not a particularly compelling trade piece. Like I, Josh Hart is a pretty compelling trade piece for the Blazers. Josh Hart is certainly above uh, Nas on the list. But like 
the Blazers probably want to keep Josh Hart because they just need depth. So it's like the parts they have to trade is Eric Bledsoe's contract. He's how they get involved with trades in the future. They've got some trade exceptions where they could trade Bledsoe and then, you know, for a for a big money contract or help facilitate in a larger trade and then a, you know, a traded player exception like a three three and a half million and a, and a six and a half million dollar trade exceptions where they could absorb some contracts back in. Uh, but, you know, they've got some future second round picks that they could kind of move around, although they gave a handful of those or a couple of those away to... Uh, uh, to the Pistons and the Jeremy Grant deal. Like they've Portland's best path to getting better is via trade, but they don't really have the type of assets that it's like trade this guy and you get this type of thing back. Like they're not a straight across trade guy. And when you look around the league at other teams who are also going to wheel and deal, it's Portland's best bet to getting better is becoming a facilitator in multi-team trades. Like, I, I think that's their path here. Um, you know, they're going to use the mid-level exception in free agency and try to sign someone, but their their path to really upgrade this roster, if they're, if they're committed to going for it, they need another, you know, starting caliber forward and another backup center, a high-level backup center. Like, they they just absolutely need those two things. That is, that is like, non-negotiable if they're going to be, like, a seriously competitive team. Um it's hard to hard to thread that needle, but for sure is obviously their needs in 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 heading into the summer. And because of their lack of trade access and because there's just not going to be a wild teams aren't going to be clearing cap space to chase big free agents because it's not that type of summer. It's going to be the trade market is how teams are going to get better. And the Blazers are not they don't because they don't have the assets to be involved in a like sort of direct trade uh, trade facilitators being a facilitating facilitating trade stuff with the assets that they have is their best path to do it so when I'm looking at this news and I'm looking at Brunson and I'm looking at Zubach and I'm looking at John Wall and, and just like sort of thinking about the dominoes falling with these teams like Portland is going to be a facilitator like just I'm just reading the tea leaves um shout out to my divination classes what I'm best at uh that's how they're going to improve. So when you're kind of thinking and sending me ideas for like, hey, can the Blazers do this and this and this? Like, you know, the rumors that they're going to be be after Matisse Thybul or uh, rumors that they could be um, in on Kenny Martin Jr., who I think straight up is good. They should try to get Kenny Martin Jr. if they can get him because he's good. Um, and Matisse Thybul is also good, but maybe a little overrated because he's just such a zero on offense. Uh, like those trades would be because other teams, because teams are making moves. They're making money moves because Philly needs to, wants to sign PJ Tucker to a giant contract. So they need to clear some, clear some playing time and clear some money. Like that's how Portland gets involved is like, and the back half as a facilitator. Um, that's, that is where they're going to, that's where they're going to strike to, to be as, to be creative and to, to improve this roster is facilitating other teams move. So instead of like looking for the Blazers to make the big move, look that for them to be involved in a big move because getting involved in a big move is the Blazers best path to being, to, to upgrading the roster. That's it for today's show. Come back tomorrow. We got more. It's it's it is free agency week. We are going to have a ton of fun. Uh, tomorrow's show will be the eve of free agency. We'll look ahead at, at all of the things the Blazers might do and the latest news, and we'll have a whole bunch of fun. Then we got free agency. Then uh the summer league starts a week after that. Like it's here. The NBA off season is upon us. I'm excited. I hope you are too. Come back and listen tomorrow. Make it your first listen every single day. Appreciate you listening, and I'll talk to you soon.